that's a growler. Hello everyone, this is Bobby from Growler Media. I just wanted to jump in real quick before the episode with an exciting announcement that as of the airing of this episode, Tierney has delivered her baby. It's a healthy baby boy, so we wanted to congratulate Christopher and Tierney on the new addition to their family and welcome their son to the Never Ending Minute family. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Never Ending Minute, where we analyze, scrutinize, and all rise. It's the childlike <laughs> empress from the movie The Never Ending Story. I'm Thomas Howitt. I'm Tierney Steele. And as you heard, joining us today is the illustrious Tammy Stronach. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the Never Ending Minute. Thank which you. Is, uh, yeah, so we spent quite a while. We analyzed the Never Ending Story literally minute by minute. <laughs> And I even wow. talked him into doing the credits. <laughs> it was very exciting. <laughs> yeah, so it was a, quite a fantastic show. We ran through the entire movie. We haven't quite gotten to the sequels yet, but we intend to. Amazing. In our hiatus here, we were really, really happy to be able to connect with you and ask you a few questions. Sure. Yeah. Fire away. Awesome. So I think we'll start with some stuff about the movie. And then when we get closer to the end, we'll ask you about some stuff that you've got going on now. Yeah, that sounds great. All right. Well, um, Tierney, do you want to go first? Sure. Well, mine ties into a question that I know Thomas has that I know came up when we were talking to people who listen to the podcast on Facebook. But we, uh, I think Thomas was going to ask what the process of getting cast was like. My question was more what the preparation was like. Like, did you read the book? Did you not want to read the book? How did you kind of decide to approach this? Because you were so young. so Yeah. Um, well, no, I definitely, I read the book. And I, I was really young, but I was also really nerdy and really into it. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I had, you know, I read the book and I had a little notebook that I still have, which is really funny with like, you know, it's like kids handwriting of all the adjectives that I felt described her. And I wrote them all down on different pages and I gave her an age that I thought she was, you know, which was 300 years old as opposed to, you know, what she looked like. And I had a lot of notes and Wolfgang Peterson was a really uh, wonderful director in terms of getting you to be in the environment that that he was setting up. But um, but yeah, I did a, a lot of prep just reading reading the book and sort of the script and comparing them and, and coming up with adjectives. Awesome. So how did you find out about the movie and how did you end up getting cast for it? I was at a theater school and the casting agent happened to stop by to see her friend for lunch, who was my acting teacher. And she caught the tail end of the class and saw that I was about the right age and asked me if I wanted to audition. So it was all a fluke. Wow. I love that. Awesome. <laughs> Those are the best moments. And I, I love that it came from the book too, because there were so many times when we were going through the minutes where I'm like, but guys, you have to read the book. Cause there's this whole scene where she's in the <laughs> snow and you have no idea. And like, please go read it. So, it definitely comes across the like strength of character. But I, I remember being like, Oh, I wish they'd been able to do this in the movie. Although the movie would probably then be like four hours long. 
Yeah. Um, no, I love I love the book. I love the film and I love the book and they're just different. Films are a completely different medium. It's visual and obviously a book you use your your own imagination and especially with a story about imagination, you know, that's <laughs> that's going to give you a whole dimension that's really cool. Right. How much interaction did you have outside of your particular scenes with the filming? Well, I loved being on set and luckily they were trying to decide different looks for the character. And so there was a lot of prep. I mean, the actual film time was so short compared with how much time we spent prepping. And so I was at the Bavarian studios a lot and I would sort of wander around before and after my hair and makeup experiments. I also lost some teeth, the two side teeth. Uh, around the like front teeth and so they had to make new teeth for me which took oh, two wow. weeks <laughs> and you could tell Wolfgang was really mad <laughs> what, are you, what are you gonna do they thought I can't control them so there was sort of a lot of hair and makeup and teeth replacement prep which actually was amazing because it gave me time to walk around and wander through wardrobe halls and it was so vast i mean it was really such an enormous project and i befriended all the hair and makeup people and so they would give me tours and show me what they're working on and and that was really fun now oh. did you have a chance to get close with the boys on the set yeah I, we got along really well they were very different characters both of them barrett really liked to play with like little action figures and I was not at all like an action figure girl <laughs> but you know you do your best and you're like sure I'll make this little soldier hop around <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but he was like super super sweet and and um and really just sort of like uh into action figures and Noah was much more um sort of physical and he wanted to like run and climb trees and like go to the swimming pool and like show off his triple flip into the pool you know <laughs> like totally totally different um, boys and both of them really really lovely in you know different ways oh that sounds like such a great experience it, it's on my bucket list now to go visit because they do tours of the studios but I think it would be a little bit different <laughs> yeah I mean I, I have no idea how much stuff they kept at the Bavarian studios with it do you know um, I know at least that they have a Falcor that you can climb up on top of and take your picture on so that it looks like you're riding Falcor in the sky. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I do know that that is open. And I think they did. I'm, I'm just a big film nerd, though, where it's like, is there a tour? Can I take it? Oh, my gosh, I'm backstage. And I don't even care what it is. <laughs> so I don't know what movies they currently have, like different props from. But I, I know yeah. they have some still from the never ending story. Yeah. And I was going to ask if... um. Kind of similarly, but more on the imagination side, was there anything in the movie you wish you'd gotten to do or like any characters you wish you'd gotten to interact with? Because you really only had the scenes with no, there, Noah. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think that it would have been really fun to interact with more of the scenes. But I feel really lucky in the sense that I got to watch the puppeteers doing all the like the bat and the the rock biter. And I think that as a dancer, I was really interested in there's a kind of relationship between dance and puppetry and the sort of physical precision of how and the choreography of it that just I don't know, I feel like it attracts a similar mind. So I did get to see a lot of really cool stuff. Um, you know, I would have loved to have met the two. Oh, my gosh, you're I'm terrible. 
uh, what was the name of the, you know, the, the people that heal him, the like old, the really, really funny. Oh, cute. Uh, oh, uh, Urgle and Urgle and, and his wife. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just think they're so hilarious and they're such good clowns. Like, I wish I had met them. <laughs> awesome. That was one of the scenes where we had everyone agreed they wanted to steal the most props from, I think, when yeah. we were going through it. <laughs> My fantasy is that, like, they'll finally get the rights to the film and I'll be at an age where I could, like, do that part. I could be the wife, you oh, know? Wow, that would be awesome. <laughs> yes, I would, I would, I would do the Kickstarter <laughs> for that reboot. Just let me know. It's so funny. <laughs> it's actually kind of funny you mentioned that because we actually talked about that on the show, whether or not we would want a reboot. And I personally would love to see one. Yeah, no, I think it would be fun. I mean, I think it'd be impossible. I think the rights are completely locked up in a vault of kryptonite. Right. But yeah, it would be, it would be really fun. Have you shown this movie to your child? No, she's really curious about it because we have photos of it and she's heard a lot about it, but she is very afraid of scary things in uh, films. And I even showed her like, she'll, she'll, like she's seen like little clips of me. It's so funny. Like I was putting together some material for a reel just only because now I'm starting to look at acting again. I was dancing obviously for the last 20 years and now in my mid forties, my body is sort of like, Hey, you know, there's some other cool things you could do <laughs> other than try to glue your leg to your head. Cause that doesn't feel good anymore. <laughs> um, so I showed her this tiny section of this, this fantasy film that I did a couple of years ago. And actually I was mostly a choreographer on it. I, I did all the fight scenes, which was really interesting. And, but they threw me into this Czech fantasy film just for one scene and I can't speak Czech. So they're like, well, you can cry. Right. And I was like, definitely. I'm, I'm pretty good at that. <laughs> so they hit me in the head and I die and, and I cry and that worked out in terms of my language skills. So my daughter saw this little reel and in the middle of the night, she started crying and I was like, what's the matter? And she's like, you died. Aww. You Die. <laughs> it's like why did no. you die and it was just so you know so i'm like i, I don't want to show her the neverending story until she's old enough that like it won't traumatize her you know and right. i feel like the horse dying and there's so many things in there i want it to be like a positive experience so mm -hmm. i'm thinking eight now how old is your daughter now seven okay so okay. if you're curious i have a four-year-old daughter she's about to be four and wow. she absolutely loves the movie Really? Yeah, she knows the theme song by heart. And what I did with <laughs> her going through it was the scary parts I kind of offset. Like when she saw the wolf in there, I told her it was yeah. a puppy. And she was Ooh. okay with that. And then for for Artex, Artex doesn't die in the movie. He just gets left behind because he's tired and sad. Okay, good. That's <laughs> great. So you just kind that of might like work better with a four-year-old than Lightly shaded it. <laughs> Really? Yeah, no, no, that's, that's good. My daughter, like I've taken her to theaters and we've had to like leave the theater and Aww. like wait for our friends while eating popcorn while they finish the film. She's like, I just don't understand why there always has to be a conflict. Why can't there be Aww. nice characters? who all just go and do something nice. <laughs> so, hmm, I'm not really sure how to answer that, only that like the essential thrust of any story is overcoming an obstacle. Right. She's like, but why? <laughs> Probably so, a much healthier outlook on life. At least. Uh, no, I don't, I don't know. I just think it's very funny. 
but she's really good with like like science stuff. Like she can watch like you know a tiger eat a gazelle, no problem. That's just mm-hmm. nature. So I don't really get it. I'm like, this is old fantasy. Like no one gets. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, traveling back to the set. Did you know about the name Moonchild, and how does that make you feel? Oh, no. The controversy. <laughs> this, this is from our, our listeners. They've all kind of wondered this because, of course, there is some controversy about it. Mo- uh, most people that haven't read the book are, are very upset that your, your name ended up being Moonchild because it didn't make sense. But I was wondering if you had any thoughts. And, and you're saying because in the film, they were sort of alluding that maybe he would kind of give her his mother's name is exactly. that the, yeah, yeah yeah well f- for me you know i i read the book and so i mean i had that name on the top of my little yellow notebook like that was her name like a you start with a character's name and the sound of the name you know and so i was really attached to the name moonchild and i know wolfgang wanted to leave it open so that essentially whatever important person in your life you were thinking about or remembering that the scream that Bastion gives and that lightning would be sort of vague enough that you could fill it with your own name. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, I think that's kind of a beautiful idea. But yeah, I, I know like everyone I meet is like, what does he say? And it's this, you know, <laughs> and I, I usually like to say something like, he's just screaming pizza, you know, and you want your face <laughs> fall for a minute and then you say no 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 I'm just kidding yeah but Wolfgang did give Barrett the opportunity to come up with his own name and say whatever name he wanted and Barrett chose in the moment to say Moonchild from the book awesome yeah it's one of those things that once you know what he says you can't unhear it yeah. <laughs> and see, I first saw the movie very young, way before I would have read the book. And so I was one of those who grew up and then I was like, what do you mean she has a name? You're supposed to, the whole idea is that you fill in the name. <laughs> so. Yeah. I think it works both ways. Yeah. yeah. I love it. When you got this role and we're going through this, did you have any idea that this would become as popular as it has? No, of course not. How could anyone know that? I mean, we really thought we were doing a small European release film that six Germans would see. You know, Uh that's really, really what we thought, which is, of course, incredibly naive, because if we had looked around at the set and the budgets, we should have figured something else out. (laughs) (laughs) It was, I think, the most expensive film that Germany had made at that time. Definitely. But because it was being filmed in Europe and because it was this European story, we loved it. We thought it was beautiful, but we d- didn't understand that it would have this sort of international impact that it ended up having. And I was curious, just because it does feel like we were talking earlier about our generation is kind of stuck on this nostalgia and remaking things. Were you recognized a lot when you were younger for the role? Or has that really changed as the internet has grown and now there are podcasts devoted to this movie and things like that? Yeah, yeah, no. I was not recognized at all growing up. And it was funny. I mean, basically, I I think I just frustrated a lot of people because I would meet so many people that were like, I know you. I know, I know you. 
And then they would cycle through all their barbecues and all the various, well, were you at this class? Do you do yoga? Like <laughs> people just like banging their brain on the fact that they're sure they know me. And so, of course, if it's the right circumstances, I'd let them know and they go, oh, it's that. But I think, you know, for the most part, I just sort of lived in this funny world where everyone seemed to think that they knew me, even though they had no idea how or why. That was sort of more the effect that it had. And then, yeah, now with the internet, it's very funny. I mean, so weird to be recognized for something you did when you were 10, 11 at 45. It's just very bizarre. But yeah, more people recognize me now than when I was younger. Were you ever approached for like the sequel or anything like that? It was offered to me as part of the initial contract, but we turned that down. My parents were very concerned about it being a positive experience and it just being for fun and self-expression. And they really didn't want to plug me into the Hollywood industry understandable. (laughs) They just felt, you know, that it was really important that I have a normal childhood. And if I wanted to do that as an adult, of course, they would support that. But they were really pretty cautious about getting me sort of tangled into like many, many years of of commitment. So we kind of declined. Cool. That was actually my next question. (laughs) Because I know you focused on Dance Royal, but you did mention you've gone back to acting. I'm wondering how different that is now. As an adult, like, do you feel like you have to kind of relearn things over again or how's, how's it going? Well, Well, the truth is that I really love acting and they were both loves of mine. And dance is something you have to do when you're young. It's not something you can put off to like a sport or an athletic thing. It has this really finite timeline. And I just fell in love with it. But I kept on sneaking into plays in New York on the side And I was in a theater company in New York for seven years that toured domestically. And we made four original plays um, that were uh, developed at Soho Rep, which is a wonderful downtown theater here in New York. So I actually have been acting throughout the last 20 years, just not on film or on television, more off-Broadway, New York stage and touring uh, with this theater company that I was with for seven years. So Now I'm back in some on-camera classes, and um, that's a slightly different animal than being on stage. And it's amazing. It's awesome. It's really fun, and I love it. (laughs) Awesome. Well, I guess that's that's a perfect transition for moving out of the movie and into the kind of things that you're doing now. I know you've had a lot of success with the Paper Canoe Company. Did you want to talk about that some? Yeah. So Paper Canoe Company was formed a couple years ago. And I had been working in in dance and choreography for 20 years. And my husband was an actor and a director. And we had a daughter and we looked at each other and we're like, I never see you. And mostly when I do, it's to ask you to do something for me or to go over a to-do list. (laughs) And this is just not how I pictured, you know, two artists, you know, living And so we did the insane thing of deciding to work together, husband and wife team. And it's been really, really great. And we're making uh, family-friendly content because we're in this wonderful moment in our life where we have a, a, a young girl and 
it feels really organic to kind of immerse ourselves in the stories that we want her to immerse herself in. And it means that, you know, all the shows that we do, our house is full of puppets and music mm -hmm. and musicians. And, you know, she's just growing up in inside sets, essentially. It's so fun. And mm -hmm. we started in live theater because that's what we know. And those are the people we have contacts with here in New York City. And then we uh, created a music album based on the story of Jack and the Beanstalk called Beanstalk Jack. And we were touring that around and we'll have some more shows coming up. But what we want to do now with that is develop it into a series of short animated videos. So you tell the whole story through song cycle and there'll be stop motion and flat puppetry down shooter animation for it. So it's just a really fun thing to take a lot of the choreography skills I had and move them into stop animation and how to organize visuals for videos um, and then get back to storytelling and, and family friendly content, which is obviously where I started with the never ending story. And this question of, you know, what are the stories that really impact us and, and leave a lasting impression on us and give us the courage to kind of dare to be the best version of ourselves that we hope to grow up to be. Um, that feels really important for me as a mom right now to explore and to, to get back into. So those are the kinds of stories that Paper Canoe is focusing on making and, and looking at classic tales and updating them for modern times. That's beautiful. I can vouch for even as an adult, it's very easy to fall down the rabbit hole of watching video after video. <laughs> watching the Stocks Fables is <laughs> very entertaining stuff. And I absolutely love, I think it's on the mission page. Yes, the, the line, paper canoe create stories that make kids feel like grownups and make grownups feel like kids. And I was just like, that's a perfect mission statement. It's such a beautiful idea. That's what we want to do. And I think that the never ending story was about that, you know, is not mm -hmm. lose. Using that kid part of yourself that has the audacity to imagine and believe and dream and, you know, and there's this so much pressure as adults to kind of flatten ourselves out and become less emotional and, you know, uh, less connected to our inner life. And I just think the cost of that is so, so high. So everything Paper Canoe makes, you know, our hope is, is that parents will actually despite themselves put their cell phones down and and have a good time oh, <laughs> you know what but a crazy I, idea yeah, you know because i think you know so often we use entertainment with our children as a kind of babysitter so that we can go do other things and it could be this amazing time to connect as a family and to talk about the story and to go make something inspired by the story and and i think that you know we really have to think about how we create stories and entertainment that ignites imagination rather than making sort of passive viewers who are kind of shuttled off and, and sort of um, separated, you know, like, I, yeah. So that's kind of our mission as parents to kind of share that, that with people. Yeah. My daughter is very interactive when she's watching movies, especially like the never ending <laughs> story. If I've, like I'll watch these with her all the time. She'll sit in my lap when we were watching them and she'll ask me questions or yeah. she'll, she'll repeat questions that I've asked her before. Like, well, who's this daddy? Is this the puppy? <laughs> and I'm like, yep, that's the puppy. And she'll tell me the story. And I love that part of it. It's my favorite part of watching movies with her. Yeah. Absolutely. Didn't she, you say she used to try and mess with your mind while watching? Who could it be? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, one of my favorite videos that you have is the one where you dressed up as a bear for the dance 
and has yes. all the toys acting. My daughter loves watching that and she'll dance with it. <laughs> that's so nice. Well, that's what we want to do is that that's, that's, that was the first video I made. It was the first stop motion um, thing I played with and I fell in love with that stop motion technique. And so um, we're going to take all of that experience and turn it into a series of videos for Beanstalk Jack. And we just set up the studio downstairs and I'm really excited about getting to work on that. Awesome. I'm looking forward to it. Tierney, do you have any questions you haven't gotten to ask yet? I'm good. I feel like we're going to hang up and I'm going to think of 7 million <laughs> things. I, I just have to say a thank you to Tammy for being here, but also thank you to Thomas for setting this up. This is amazing. And also for coming up with a dad joke, even uh, during our hiatus. <laughs> um, he came up with a different rhyming dad jokey sort of intro for every yes. episode and it was, was very impressed. <laughs> it was good it was really good i yeah i took note of it <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was my pleasure and clint and alicia have been amazing in, in helping us set this They're up wonderful yes october coast is fabulous I'm, i've been in long conversations with clint and yes. there was some time when we thought we had a time scheduled and something came up and that's perfectly understandable but they didn't give up and they they definitely helped get this to happen. I more than appreciate it. Well, thank you guys so much for having me. And it was uh, really fun to talk to you both. Now I'm just thinking about what an exciting weekend you, you have ahead of you. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully. Hopefully. And so I hope everything goes really oh, well for you. you. <laughs> thank you oh. so much again for joining us. Is there anything else you would like to plug while you have the chance? No, just um, if people are interested in, in what I'm up to now, then they should come to the papercanoecompany.com. You can find us on Facebook. And if you want to just directly tweet me, I'm at NeverEndingTammy. And yeah, we look forward to sharing all the stuff we're making with um, the next generation of kids. We've been following you for a while on there. And, and it's it's wonderful keeping up with your content. Thank you, guys. <laughs> Thank you so much, um, <laughs> listeners. If you're looking for us, once again, check out Nev and Min on Twitter and join our Facebook group. And we will be going into the sequel shortly. We're probably not going to go minute by minute, <laughs> but we'll find yeah, some way to break them down. Depth. <laughs> but that's another story oh. that, that shall be told another time <laughs> <laughs> alright thank you so much for your time Tammy this was wonderful thank you take care bye, yeah, bye. let me just hang up and try calling again there we go never mind. Are, are we all together now yes we yes. are <laughs> okay Hello. cool I'm so sorry that was terrible <laughs> It's okay. Um, it's funny, actually. I was recording something on Wednesday, and my computer just started to restart right in the middle. So I understand. <laughs> it's so strange. The password just isn't connecting, and so the the it it worked two days ago. So I'm just super confused. Something must have happened, and I need to reset it. So anyway, there isn't time. But uh, we'll, we're good. We we can use my phone. This sort of works. <laughs> yes it does yep thomas you have the catcher going yes i'm record recording as we go Perfect. should i not use the video so that we save more battery or sure that would be fine I, I don't see you guys are gone yeah. so yeah i don't have a camera on my screen so if you just oh, want to do audio take, we can do that that might just okay. make us last longer awesome cool okay cool um quick disclaimer tierney is very 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 pregnant <laughs> right now 
Oh my God, that's awesome. So you may need to go at any minute to the hospital to deliver? Yes. Like, I wish. Her due date is what, the 28th? No, it's Sunday. Yeah, Sunday. So I spent oh my- all yesterday in false labor, which is why I am so over. I'm just like, yeah, no, it's fine. Let's do this. <laughs> oh my gosh. Everything. That's amazing. That's yeah. that's that's pretty exciting. I was so sure I was in labor yesterday. I even was like, Thomas, it's not going to happen. I'm really sorry. You're on your own. And then like five hours later, it was like, nope, never mind. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Wow. Do you love the X-Men movies? What about the comics? Did you sit on the living room floor wrapped in a blanket eating cereal when the X-Men cartoons were on? Now's your chance to join my co-hosts and I as we dissect the movies chapter by chapter. We'll talk comics, cartoons, and video games. If it's even tangentially related to the X-Men, we'll be talking about it. So come join us and our outstanding guests as we traverse the many X-Men universes. Find us at xminutespodcast.com or a podcatcher of your choice by searching for X-Minutes Podcast. Excelsior. Wow, something is really different on the growler.